Hello and welcome to the Indie Dev Life podcast, a show about the ins and outs of independent software development. My name is Brian and I am an independent developer. The Indie Dev Life podcast is a short dive into the life and times of being an indie developer on the web. Before we get started, I do just want to say that I am currently writing a book about this exact topic. The book is called Going Indie, A Complete Guide to Becoming an Independent Software Developer. The book is still being written, but you can sign up for the newsletter on my website, brianschrader.com, and get all the latest updates when the book will be released, when new updates come out, and hopefully when you'll soon be able to pre-order the book. Without further ado, let's get going. It's tempting just to dive right in and start talking about the nuances and ins and outs of being a developer, but I think the first and most important thing we need to do first is really define what we mean in sort of an academic way. Every academic presentation I've ever seen starts with a definition of terminologies. Uh, so I kind of want to follow that example here and really look at what I mean when I'm talking about an independent developer. I think this term gets a lot of play up in our imaginations. The hype of one day becoming uh, a developer working out of their garage, managing a multi-million dollar corporation, has really sunk into the popular imagination. Although it's largely faded in a lot of circles now, it was very popular early on, and it's really shaped what we mean by indie developer when we talk about it. But independent developer doesn't mean just those kinds of people. And those people do certainly exist, although the likelihood of anyone ever actually becoming one is very low. Really, the first step to becoming an independent developer is realizing what that term actually means. And it means that you release software independently. You release it under your own name for people to use in a way that you have a direct relationship with the people using your software. It could mean a large company. It could mean... 10 people, it could mean two people, it could mean one person. What's important is that you release software under your own name in a, or in a name you control. It's kind of similar to how a lot of people look at the open source world. A lot of people think that in order to become an open source contributor, you need to set up some incredibly arcane, low-level technology on your computer and start making hacks to the Linux kernel. This just isn't true. The way you become an open source contributor is definitionally by contributing to open source software. If you find a typo in the documentation of an open source project and you submit a pull request that fixes that typo, you are now an open source contributor. And while it's not quite the same level, it is exactly what's required. You have contributed. And contributions can grow or they can stay the same. You may find yourself always wanting to tweak documentation, or maybe that's the kind of fixes that are easy for you to do, or the kinds of things that are, that require the least commitment on your part. Perhaps you simply want to add a bunch of clarification. Maybe there's a tool that you've used and you like, but the documentation doesn't cover how to set it up the way you've needed, and you've had to figure out stuff for yourself. So you add a paragraph to the documentation you are now an open source contributor. You could fix a bug, you could do a lot of different things, and you could be rewriting the system as a core contributor. But those are all very different levels of the same thing. In the same way, an independent developer can be a person who releases node packages and uploads them to NPM. You could be releasing free tools on your blog. 
or you could be selling commercial software. All of these different things are independent software development. Everything else is just a spectrum within it. And it's important to realize that the community is wide open, and even though sometimes it might seem that there's this enormous hurdle to get over, what's really required is a website and some software people can download with your name on it. I've always found it incredibly helpful when thinking about these large either industries or groups or um, terms to really break them down into what they mean, because a lot of times we've built them up to mean things they really don't. And we have this kind of imposter syndrome from the outside of thinking, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. That's insane. Or that's really, really, uh, that requires a lot of work. Or that requires, you know, decades of experience. But a lot of times, that's only because you've built it up in your mind. In the same way that to have a website on the internet is to pay a couple dollars for a website on the internet. Or a couple dollars for a shared hosting platform where you handwrite a single HTML page. All of that is a website on the internet. How you accomplish that goal doesn't actually matter very much. If you have the website, then you have a website. There aren't gradations of, well, you have a website and then you have some lesser website. They're all the same. Releasing indie software and contributing to open source are the same thing. By doing it, you are part of that community. When you lower the bar and and reset your expectations to that point, it's actually fairly easy to see how you could improve and succeed and how you could do the things you want to do. Uh, If you want to release a Python package on the internet, you can do that. That's being an independent developer. If you want to sell some little piece of software or make an app, you can do that. And that's all that's required. I think this is the case with every independent developer, but there are a lot of things you just don't know. And... Frankly, you're not going to know everything at any point in your entire career or your entire life. Because the web is so much bigger, software is so much bigger than what one person could ever hope to learn. But that's also, that can be extremely comforting because it also means that not only do you not know everything, nobody does. There's nobody out there who knows the entire story and the entire picture, and they're getting along just fine. So why can't you? In a way, this kind of mentality has been the thing that has kept me going as an indie developer for so long. I've been releasing software since I was in college, uh, when I built a website and started releasing Python scripts on GitHub, which, granted, is not selling anything and not making a living off of anything, but it is releasing software that had my name on it. And while it was not very good software, that's not the point. Learning to put yourself out there and put things on the internet is incredibly difficult. And it can be hard to convince yourself that, it's, that things are ready to be released or ready to go. And at some point, you have to be able to push the button and, and release it to the world. And getting practice with that early on with seemingly meaningless or very small projects is a really great way to kind of break down your own inhibitions to launching software. If you release software that has your name on it, and you're the one releasing it, then you are an indie, indie dev. No matter what you do or don't know, and no matter how you release it or post it to a blog or release it on the internet, I think it's really important to dispel these myths we have around a lot of different things in life. And when it comes to being an indie developer, what 
matters is that you release software independently. And there's going to be a lot of things. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of things that you just don't know when you're an indie developer. And that's okay. What's important is that you be able to figure them out. Or you be able to put something together that works. And that makes people happy. Like any discipline, the software industry is filled with a bunch of big fancy sounding terminology. And part of our jobs as developers whether independent or not, is to kind of wade through that technology and that terminology and figure out what are we actually doing here. After all, even the biggest companies on the web, even Facebook, is just a website. It's just some HTML and some JavaScript with some CSS on it, no matter how fancy you try to bundle it up. And a lot of being a software developer, and especially being an indie dev, if you're on your own or on a small team, is deciphering and dispelling myths about the software industry that seem intimidating. If you've never managed a database before, it can be intimidating to do so. But the basics of it aren't that hard. It can be hard, or it can seem challenging to manage a giant cluster of machines doing some complex calculation. And it is, the first time. But it's not that difficult. It's definitely something that you can do and that you can figure out. And it's hard at times to not get distracted by all the big fancy technology words and terminologies and things. But at the end of the day, being an independent developer, being a developer at all, is learning how to wrangle computers to do things to make people's lives easier or to make people's lives better. So with that in mind, I hope that this show becomes a conversation about how To become an independent software developer, what kind of challenges you'll face in doing so, and how to overcome those challenges. I know I've definitely had my fair share of problems and trials and tribulations, and I want to talk through them and what I've learned, but also I think this show is going to act as a little bit of a development diary. A lot of projects that I work on are ongoing or in development still. And, you know, each of them have their own challenges. No project is ever quite the same. So hopefully through this, you can see how, how I solve problems and how I approach the world of being an indie dev. And hopefully you can see that if you're looking to be an indie dev and if you're looking to branch out into this world, that hopefully I can convince you that it's not as difficult or as, as challenging as it sounds. And that if you want to go for it and become independent, you should.